efficient are the softeners you're selling, and why does it matter? That's the topic for today's podcast. Hello, I'm Denise Urbans. And I'm Michael Urbans, and welcome to It's Your Water. I'm glad you found us. So, Michael, a high-efficiency softener. Let's talk about it. Well, high-efficiency softeners have just come about with, again, I'll keep always harping on modern electronics and design. A high-efficiency softener is really designed to squeeze every little kilogram of capacity from a pound of salt. So the goal is less salt, less water, less waste to either a septic system or the municipality chloride loading, which has been a big, a huge topic. There's not really any government mandates. There hasn't been any, I don't think there's anything that they're saying you have to do this. It's kind of a self-imposed, we've noticed that the governments are saying your chloride discharge is way too much and you're banned from our septic, but they don't say your softener has to meet. I don't think so. California. California. Well, yeah. It's California, yeah. Yeah, well, hey. They mandate everything. It's yeah, uh, so re- so goes the rest own, of the country. Yeah, their the own republic. But yeah. So, but still, it's a good thing. We're not complaining. That's why I say, you know, I can hear the state regulators. They get warm and fuzzy when you know when we build in efficiencies for everything. So that's the topic today. So, what's considered high efficiency? How do you rate a softener as being highly efficient? Well. The scientists and people, a lot, engineers, a lot smarter than we are. They squeezed and prodded and went into the laboratory and get their beakers and their stethoscopes. Well, I don't think they really needed that, but they wearing said, their masks, wearing their masks, and they said four thousand grains, kilograms of capacity per one pound of salt seems like where everybody kind of landed. So one pound of salt, 4,000 grains of capacity, but there is magic in those numbers. It's why we're doing the podcast is trying to clarify those numbers because people have some questions and they always question me and I had to go to smarter people than me to try to clarify this topic. So now we know. 4,000 grains out of one pound of salt. And the magic is, let's go back and do a little lesson here. One bag or one cubic foot of ion exchange, cation exchange resin, we're dealing with cation softeners here, will yield 30 to 34,000 grains of capacity if you throw, if you hit it with 15 pounds of salt. So put any more salt in 15, will get you nothing, no more gain. That is the size of the gas tank. You're not going to fill it up anymore or you're just going to waste your salt. So, And that's just with new resin. It's brand new resin. Usually when they come from the factory, it's high, you know, 34,000. I've seen it's 37,000 on some fine mesh resins, but I don't want to go there. But so, so fresh out of the bag, that's what you get if you put 15 pounds of salt and dump it in there and regenerate it, and you're not going to get any more. So here's an explanation, if I haven't lost everybody by, by now, but diminishing returns is what happens. This is where this efficiency curve comes in 
So typically when we sell a softener out there, there's a lot of different sizes. And typically we always, everybody sizes their water softener. Some people do marketing and they say, oh, I got 32,000 grains, a bag of uh, resin, one cubic foot. And there's a 1.5, which is a 45,000 grain. Mm -hmm. And then there's two cubic feet. Of course, it would be 60,000 grains. Mm -hmm. And on up. Beware the Wild West of the internet and marketing. People fluff their numbers. And so we're going to unfluff them because when you go high efficiency, now we're squeezing every kilogram with a pound of salt. So what happens is a high efficiency softener. Now, I'm broadly applying everybody here. Some people may say, oh, mine get better. But let's just generalize here. If you have a one cubic foot softener, which should be 30,000 grains, 4.5 pounds of salt or 4,311 grains per pound will get you 19,000 grains. So what happens is, well, let's just go six pounds of salt will get you 23,000 grains. And 15 pounds of salt will get you 33,000 grains. So if you can see the numbers here, 4.5 pounds of salt will get you 4,300 grains per pound. And this is one cubic foot. If you dump six pounds of salt in there, it gets you 3,800 grains per pound of salt. And if you dump 15 pounds of salt in there, it'll only get you 2,250 Five grains per pound. So, so that number is the more salt you're adding, the lower the lower capacity per pound per pound that you're so, getting. And that's what our listeners have to remember here. This is where it gets so confusing for yeah. me, is because your entire career, nobody is talking about how many grains per pound of salt you're getting. Right. Nobody asks you know grains per pound of salt. So what happens is you start getting diminishing returns after 4.5 pounds of salt. So you dump 4.5 pounds of salt into one cubic foot softener. You'll yield 4,311 grains per pound. Dumping 15 pounds of salt in there, you get almost half of that. It's 2,255. So you're getting less capacity. Yeah, grains per pound because of just the nature of the how it, the how, bed, how it works. And the science behind, which we'll explain a little bit. Is there an easy way for us to understand this? Yeah, and you just start looking at it, and you're like, what? But just remember, the sweet spot is 43.11. This is how one of my colleagues explained it to me, because I got cross-eyed on this whole thing. Justin Mest said, think of it as a kitchen sponge. You're like, what? He said, yeah, think of it as a kitchen sponge. When you use a sponge, you only use a damp sponge to clean with. You just wet it just enough, and you do your cleaning. And that's what a high-efficiency softener is. A unefficient softener is getting that same sponge and getting it soaking wet. And then water is going all over. You're wasting the water, and it's still doing the same job, but you're wasting all this water because you're making your sponge soaking wet. Same thing with dumping 15 pounds of salt in a one cubic foot softener. You're wasting it and you're still using the whole bed 
of resin, just like you would use the kitchen sponge, but think of it as a damp sponge instead of a soaking wet sponge. It's doing the same job. That's a much easier way to conceptualize what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see some light bulbs coming on. Yeah, People oh, going, gee, thanks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's 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 how the, my light bulb, it's, it's, yeah, albeit dim. But. Yeah, but keep in mind that this is not an easy concept to grab onto because, like I said, we've never really looked at it this way. No, we were taught 15 pounds of salt and you just dump it in there. But this was the old technology. We have new technology, electronics, tank design, internal porting of the valves. We're, we're now able to do the squeezing and efficiency and squeeze every kilogram out of a pound of salt up to that threshold of 4,300. Then after that, you're just 4.5 pounds or more. You're just kind of wasting, wasting water away. off the sponge. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going off script again. Yeah. We've well. been on script up until now. Well, okay. What if I'm, I'm an independent dealer and I buy my parts? and my tanks, and my valves. Is there a way for me to build a high-efficient softener? No, unless you invest hundreds of thousands of dollars like a lot of other companies have, because the reason they do that, they buy, uh, they'll go to the big valve manufacturers, and they'll say, I want this circuit board, and I want this internal porting in my valve, and I want this tank that has special distribution characteristics. So they get more or less an exclusive on their engineering, but engineering costs money. So there's no valve that I know of that you can just buy off the shelf. You can, of course, not use time clock softeners. That's yeah. a big start. That's don't a, use don't time use clock yes. softeners. There uh, are still people who use them, but there's, yeah. that's another story altogether. Can't we use a different resin maybe to, to eke out a little more efficiency? Sure. You know, fine mesh gets you a little more because it's the beads are tiny. Mm -hmm. So you can put more in a cubic foot. So okay. your, your kinetics are faster, but they don't use fine mesh resin and high efficiency softeners. No. Okay. Because, I, I would have thought yeah, they did. Nope. Nope. They didn't okay. gain anything. So as I understand it, what you're saying here is that the, the big, the biggies in the, in the water treatment world have high efficiency mm -hmm. softeners. And they're available, but you yep. have to... You yeah, have a to... lot of the, the big, big names out there have it. Almost everyone, of course. They have to if they want to. It's competition, you know. Well, if they want to make nice with the regulators and all. Yeah, and let's face it. If we don't do this, we're going to be in trouble. You know, the softener bands. If we make the effort and show the regulators that we are making the effort, then, then we'll be able to sell softeners. And they are necessary evil in a lot of parts of the country. So. Now, we talk a lot about, a whole lot about well water here. And so what happens when we have uh, iron and manganese? What, what do we do? Well, you're jumping ahead, Denise. I you got, you went, you, went you no, I didn't go on. Well, go, I digress. Go yes. See, see what happens. She gets uh, right to the, there are other companies that, that can actually have tried. I know there's, this question is going to come like, What's the threshold? Like, who is the winner? Who got, is there people out there that got 4,300 grains out of three pounds of salt? That's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who, who, how low, how, how low, low can, can you, you go? go? Yeah. So 
three pounds apparently is the threshold. If you go below three pounds of salt per regeneration in that 4,300 grain threshold, they've done it. It works. But your resin bed can start getting cruddy. Just not exchanging it's not anymore. exchanging enough. And it's like you didn't wring out the sponge. The kitchen sponge now is dirty. You used it and you're not rinsing it. You didn't rinse it well enough. Right. You didn't get so, all the soap out. So, right. And then what happens is, is the, you know, your bed starts not to really foul, but it gets cruddy and it's not uh, exchanging. And this is, it's a slow, it's a slow death. Of the resin bed. Yeah. So too much efficiency is, is not a good thing. Can they uh, get it back if they hit it with a little more salt? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Resin How much cleaners, salt? Should, but, they, should they go resin cleaners? Well, yeah, it's resin cleaners. So you can, you know, if, 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 if you ever get there. But that's, no, or we're just talking on a pure design. Right. Okay. You know, not, you know. Laboratory. This is the, these are the lab guys going, you know, oh my goodness, I think we've fouled the bed. <laughs> we've crud in our bed. Uh, you what know, do we do now? No more 2.8 pounds of salt. So so there is a threshold, and I don't think there's – science may have just reached its peak there because there is a point to where how much you know, juice how you can get out can of the be. lemon. Yeah. Okay. Now I can go back to iron and manganese. Yeah. So what happens is most of us in the northeast here or the east coast mm -hmm. use softeners for iron and manganese removal. So let's just say uh, high efficiency be damned. Yeah, we can't. Maybe we should have said in the beginning for calcium and magnesium removal, hardness removal. Yeah, high efficiency is way to go. Do it. And I'll get to it. But uh, in the Northeast, we actually, 90% of the softeners that we sell are used for iron and manganese removal. Why? Because our species of iron and manganese are easily removed. With the softener, we have low TDS, not much competition of other cations in the water, and it's mostly a dissolved, low pH water. So very, very, very conducive for a water softener. Been doing it for 30 years with very, very good success. I mean, very minimal problems with fouling. So we bring on what we call is the salt hog. And that's most of our softeners in this in the Northeast, because if we go back to the sponge, iron and manganese are very taxing. They get into the nooks and crannies. They tend to stain and stick around, even though their valence are somewhat easier to remove than calcium, magnesium in a laboratory. But what happens is, is they tend to stick and stain and foul and act as a host for bio masses because they stick around. So if you if you did a high efficiency softener, you don't have enough driving force of the sodium to remove in its entirety the manganese and iron from the bed. So you do really have to crank up the salt. To drive off. Yes. But all is not lost. People will say, well, why the heck would I buy a high-efficiency softener then for iron and manganese? Well, you can actually tweak a high-efficiency softener and still squeeze the efficiency out of it, not by the factory. Factory's not going to touch it because they have NSF certifications. Right. But you can go across the street or in your garage and then crank the salt up 
to make it a salt hog. But, you know, I say salt hog, but it's going to be a lot less of a salt hog than a time clock softener because how efficient they do pull the salt in and how efficient they clean the resin bed because of the internal designs, the distribution designs. So you're still going to gain a pound or two more in efficiency than you would a time clock or a traditional salt hog softener. So you're still gaining and benefiting from the electronic meter, internal designs, internal valve portings, electronics again, and how the regeneration process is done. Optimized. It's perfect, perfect optimized. Are you saying you can go from 15 pounds down to eight? No, no, not at all. 15, maybe down to 10.1. That's point just one? A, yes, 10.1. 10.1, that's a rule? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. How so, do you weigh that out? So think of, you know, think of it as less of a, you know, a salt hog, more think of like a skinny hog. It's a skinny hog. A skinny hog, hog yeah. you know. I don't know if that's opposite a jumbo shrimp. <laughs> I mean, a skinny hog, skinny hog or, or jumbo, jumbo shrimp. shrimp. Is that, is that the, is that the, I don't know. No. But yes, high efficiency softeners are worth the money. So they do cost more. That's what you're saying oh, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, they do. Is, there, is it a 25% pr- premium or roughly? Never thought of it. Let me do some numbers. Okay, $10,000 minus 14. <laughs> okay, it knocks a $10,000 one. I don't know my, my gazintas. Let me see. Four <laughs> goes into five, three times. All right. They're, they're um, more money. They are more money. We'll post in the show notes how much more money. Yeah, they will. <laughs> but, you know, again, bottom line is it's an upsell. Mm-hmm. The homeowners like it, especially when you can prove, but with certifications, that indeed you're saving them backwash water, salt, less salt bin filling, less backbreaking, and less chlorides in, in the world. All around, it's a huge benefit, and I, I recommend Skinny hogs, yeah, if, if for, for your for iron, your and, iron manganese and manganese, and, 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 and really get lean, high, lean get high, get, get high, high on the yeah. on the high efficiency. That was the whole thing, yeah, getting high, getting here. high. So yeah. high efficiency softener. So with that, uh, just want to reiterate oh, oh, again, just because minute. it's high efficiency doesn't mean that it's salt free. Oh no, it just means that it's, we're using a lot less salt than, yeah, that we normally would. So these aren't salt free in any way, shape, or form. Oh, no, they just were. Making every bit, squeezing every kilogram of capacity out of a pound of salt. Good. We're removing calcium and magnesium, doing what we're supposed to do, keeping mm-hmm. it sustainable and saving water. Saving water and making yep. everybody happy. So Very warm and fuzzy. Yeah. So move away from your time clocks for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. get a demand for sure. Metered softeners with electronics controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they some have day overrides, but. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of manufacturers out there who sell them. Yep, yep. But if you really want to go over the threshold, uh, buy into a program with high efficiency softeners. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for your time. Bye bye. 